Hello and welcome to another episode of Things and Stuff, the show where we talk about things and stuff. I'm one of your hosts, Jeremy, alongside my best friend and co-host, Alex. Hey there. We've got a fun show for you tonight. Sure but do. first, as always, Alex, tell the people how you're doing. Jeremy, I only got like four questions right in HQ today. And I'm like, I played both games. So four questions right four out of 24. Cumulative. Pretty bad. Okay. What you were the what? two got, wrong questions you got? I got, I got, I would say, I or got what, what are the two that you got out on? I got six right. So, but I got uh, one. I'm going to blame my friend Nathan Meeker because he told, he fed an answer to me that was wrong. Mm-hmm. And that was a, the question was, what is the gas that they use in a hot air balloon? He told me, oh, go xenon. They, they don't, they use xenon because it doesn't blow up. And I was like, all right. I've never really paid a lot of attention. I didn't look too closely at the other options because he had told me it's xenon. That's the one. So I went right to xenon. It was propane because propane is the one that they use because it does blow up because you're using hot air. Hot air, not, yeah. not so, xenon uh, air. So what was the other question you got wrong? Uh, it was about video games. It was a Lego Dimensions question. Well, you got that one wrong? Yeah, I got I that th- one wrong. Oh, I thought you got it right. No, well, it was a trick. It was a really good trick question. So the question was, which uh, which character pack did they not add to the video game Lego Dimensions? And the options were Beetlejuice, Powerpuff Girls, and Star Wars. And I was like, I know about the Powerpuff Girls one because I'd seen that. And I'm like, Star Wars is Star Wars, so it's got to be Beetlejuice. Oh, see, so yeah, when you said Star Wars is Star Wars, I assumed that you picked the right one. No, I was wrong. It was they have not added Star Wars to Lego Dimensions. Gotcha. They have, in fact, added Beetlejuice, but Star Wars, Lego Star Wars gets its own game, so they don't really need to add it to another, like, little smaller Lego Dimensions thing. Gotcha. Well, what else have you been up to other than HQ, the fun live trivia game on at 12 and 6 Pacific time? It's just so good. I'm, I'm getting, like, more and more people into it yeah, same around here. me, mm-hmm. and so that, like, now I'm getting texts from people that have, like, Look! Look how look how far I got. Or like, yeah. I today as I was like, I got off work a little early, and I'm mm-hmm. like walking out of the building, and HQ is about to go live, and I was like, oh, maybe I'll just do it from my car. And then I get a text from a couple of people at work. They're like, Yo, we're up in this room. Come up and <laughs> play HQ before you go. You must have gone off real early. Yeah. Well, I only I'm only working till one right now mm. on the daily, but um. Anyway, so yeah, it's just become this thing where like people around me are playing HQ, and I feel like. It's just happening, you know? Yeah, that's fun. It's going to be a sad day when it's gone, though. Yeah. But we'll get into that later. (laughs) No, no, we're not. Oh, well, when when it's gone, maybe, yeah, yeah, we'll talk about it. But by then, we'll be not caring about it. Um, But yeah, anything else happen that's fun that the people need to know? Um, uh, Can I tell you a little traffic story that happened to me the other day? Yeah. So this was, is also your show, so you can do whatever you want. <laughs> yeah. But this is not as exciting as HQ. So, okay. Driving home... Uh, from work or something. I can't remember what I was doing. I was driving and I was on a fairly busy road, like probably a three or four. So people, I said floor. Yeah, I was confused. Three, three or four o'clock <laughs> and I'm driving home and like a busy road, traffic, stop and go, we're at lights, whatever. And I'm like not really going that fast because we're just going from light to light. And I'm like, mm-hmm. there's not a huge amount of urgency because I know that they're going to have to stop before they get through the light. Like not everyone's going to make this light. And all of a sudden I hear this honk. So I'm like looking around trying to figure out, okay, 
did I hit somebody? Is somebody about to hit me? Is somebody steering off the road? Is there an accident? I'm just trying to see what the action is. And I realized that the person behind me is like inches from my car and we're moving. Like this is not, I'm not stopping or anything. Like we're going forward. This person is just tailing me. And I'm like, Oh, okay. So you must've honked. I got it. So, you know, your typical 1998 blue ish Honda civic, you know, the one mm-hmm. that's always mm-hmm. behind you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah. I'm like, all right, let's see what 15 year old this is, you know, cause then I, I get over to the, to the left lane and they pass me on the right. So I'm like, all right, let's see what this guy looks like. He's probably going to be like, I'm just expecting the biggest tool mm-hmm. on the universe. Sorry if you drive a 98 bluish Honda Civic. It's not your fault, but there are a lot of you out there that are just doing the wrong thing all the time. I look over and I kid you not, there's like this 70-year-old woman. I was going to say it's an old lady, isn't it? As, like with the fiercest death glare I've ever seen, just like staring me down like Wait, to so the pit of my soul. Wait, so what was your problem? You were going too slow? I have no idea what my problem was. I was clearly you were going, going to the speed s- of traffic, though, right? I was going the speed of traffic. I was going too slow for her. There was too much space between me and the car in front of me, I think. Mm. Because when I changed lanes, she immediately replaced where I was in traffic and promptly was now up the guy's <laughs> in front of me, up his behind. Gotcha. And so I'm just driving next to her, and Erica was in the car with me, and typically I like to send sort of some sort of message to acknowledge to this other driver that, Hey, I've noticed that you're kind of a jerk on the road. Here's what I would like to tell you. Mm -hmm. So we both look at her the old thumbs up, made eye contact, gave her the nicest of thumbs up. Anyone has ever received (laughs) as, as we then went our separate paths because she turned off the road. (laughs) That's hilarious. I just have to like, feel like she's, she just had to feel like such an idiot. And it was like this great, like, yes, suck it old lady. Uh, that's funny. That's the first time I've ever yelled suck it old lady on this podcast. Yeah, but it won't be the last. Oh, it sure um, won't. So this weekend, Natalie and I went to, I took her on a super secret date day. Oh. Um, a little excursion. So we went and had brunch and then we went to Target to get some stuff to decorate my apartment for Christmas. We weren't able to do that because of the time crunch that we were on for the rest of the uh, event I had planned. Ah, wait, was it was this anything like an anniversary or anything like uh, just a surprise? Just a fun surprise, she like surprises, day. as you know. Yes. So I tried to do that. That's nice. Yeah, That's a nice thing of you to do. Yeah, it was. She was very surprised. You know, what we did. What'd you do? We went to Christmas in the Garden. Have you ever heard of that? No. Neither had she. <laughs> <laughs> but you had. I had heard about it. I saw it on Facebook. Ah. Um, my cousin had tagged uh, her husband and said, hey, we should go to this. Okay. It is in, so it it's it's kind of in the same vein as Zoo Lights um, or okay. Peacock Lane. Sure. You know, or the Grotto. Yeah. In that there's a bunch of Christmas lights. Yeah. This is in a botanical garden in Silverton, Oregon. Okay, so not that's a, that's a ways. Do you know where Silverton is? I couldn't tell you. It's east of Salem. Okay, so like an hour away. Okay, but it's only an hour away. So oh, like, okay, so like just just east of Salem. Well, or it's east. actually east of Kaiser. So before you get to the Salem, roll? after Woodburn, you know. Yeah, but but yeah, so it's an hour away. So we're going, and I have no idea where she. She has no idea where she is. That's nice. Yeah. Did you tell her that you're going to this? No, she had no break? idea. So we pat, like we we hopped on, like. We hopped on uh, 26. Yeah. Not 26. Whatever. The, yeah. We hopped on 217. Okay. 
And then she was like, wait, where are we going? And then when I was on I-5, she's like, wait, where are we going? And then we kept going past, like, Tualatin, past everywhere. She's like, where are we going? Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then oh, we, say goodbye to your and family. And then we hopped off I-5 and got on, oh. like, 214. And it was just like, she had no idea where she was. Anyway, so it is this big, huge garden. It's a big deal, apparently. Because okay. it's one of the, supposed to be one of the most festive things to do around Christmas in Oregon. Really? It has over half a million lights, 600,000 light Christmas lights. That's a, that's a lot of lights. There I, is a Christmas market there. Uh, they have uh, ice skating, what is, what, snowless what, what's tubing. A, what's a Christmas market? What is it? Christmas markets? They do this all over Europe and other part, like places other than the United States. But they have like these little shops, you know? Yeah, kind of like a Saturday market of Christmas stuff. Oh, so like ornaments and mostly ornaments. Happy. They, we got a bunch of candles, cinnamon smelling items. I'm um, assuming. Yeah. So they had like ornaments, candles. Um, the gloves and socks and a bunch of teas and stuff like that. That seems all right. Yeah, it was really fun. She was all about it. She did it when she was in Vienna. Oh, nice. And so she loves Christmas markets. It's a thing. Erica would love Christmas markets. Oh, I have no doubt. I yeah, mean, it, yeah. Seems seems like a pretty all right thing. Yeah. So then there was ice skating and snowless tubing, which sounds way cooler than it was. It was just a slide, yeah, and you got in a tube a, and yeah. go down a slide. Yeah, those are kind of disappointing. Um, but then there was like bunch of food good food there german food oh yeah so we got some brats and stuff like that and the pretzels nice um but yeah so it was 33 degrees and it's all outdoors by the way you see that's cold yeah it's very cold it's all outdoors um we did you pl- how did you get her to I was like, in the surprise, like, hey, we're going to be It's going to be really for- cold. You need to dress like you were going to, because she had just worked an event at the zoo for Zoo Lights. Okay. So, like, dress like you were going to Zoo Lights or w- when we were at the grotto. Nice. She's like, okay. All right. Um, so, she knew it was going to be outside. She didn't know what it was. She thought we were going to go see the Christmas ships. Oh, yeah. And yeah, then yeah. we hopped on a different freeway. She's like, where are we going? Yeah. Um, but, yeah. So, it's super cold. And then we get there. We had to park, like, two blocks away. Cause it, it's packed. Like, imagine being, like, at the zoo for zoo lights. Yeah. But worse. No, that's... Yeah, so... That's and it's much. 33 degrees. Yeah. So, and we got there, like, right when you're supposed to be getting there. Yeah. Like, just just before dark, I would imagine? It was dark. Okay. It was, like, 6 o'clock. All right. It was dark. Um, and so, we parked, like, two blocks away. We walked there, freezing cold. Then we get to the entrance where we think it is, right? Yeah. And there's a long line. We're like, oh, this is where we got to go. The line was for a shuttle bus. Oh no! That was going to take us to the pla- the the place. Oh dear! Which was a mile away. Oh dear! Like it was up a dark road, so you can't really walk it. Yeah. Well, we saw a bunch of people walking. Like, oh, we'll walk it. So we walked what was about two hundred yards. Okay. And there was another line and lights and people there. We're like, ah, that was not bad. That wasn't a mile. That was like two hundred yards. Turns out that line was another line for shuttle. <laughs> um, and the bus and shuttles were coming down, picking up the people at the bottom hill, then turning around, picking up people. Ha- and so I was like, oh, man, we're never going to get. But we, after like a second shuttle, we were on. It took us there. I had luckily bought my tickets beforehand. So we Smart. got the fast pass line and got straight to the front. That's good. But yeah, it was fun. It, it was, was just nice as time. pretty as I expected it to be. Everything went real smoothly. Other than being in like a shuttle line and waiting yeah. for all that, but everything it was, but it that was, uh, that seems, it was fun. If it, if this is like the Christmas thing to do, then yeah. that makes sense that there's a lot of lines. And yeah, that, that sounds that sounds about right. It was a lot of fun, very pretty, a lot of uh, Christmas lights, different types of Christmas lights. So very was fun. nice. We got some candles. Good. Well, uh, okay. How many candles? What was the best one? Um, I like 
uh, the gingerbread candle that I got from Target. No, but the tar- <laughs> that we got the same day. <laughs> oh, okay. um, the we also got a um, or sh- we got a couple. We got like two candles. One was like the ones that you put in those pluggy things. Yeah, the Scentsy guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, those are nice. And it um had a matching normal candle. Oh, I really don't like tree smelling candles like the fake christmas tree really that's my least favorite smelling the f- candle the, i feel like it doesn't evergreen. smell like a fake christmas tree it just smells like christmas no i hate that smell the, really yeah the the evergreen the fur candle so do you prefer what do you what would you rather it smell like for a christmas one i would like it to be more cinnamony gingery okay. warm chestnutty type of thing rather than gotcha. the fur the douglas fir tree. okay so then where do you land on christmas soaps same boat really I've not actually never had a Christmas soap. I don't even know what that is. Yeah. Well, let me let me tell you. There's nothing But wait, wait, let me tell you about this candle though. Okay, so we get, we're at this Christmas market and they show us a locally made candle that's supposed to be like a Christmas tree. Yeah. Smelled it. It smelled amazing. It didn't smell like that fake fur um I think you're just buying the like. wrong fur No, I, every every single type you could show me your favorite like evergreen type smelling candle. I will not like it. We're burning a candle in our house right now, and it doesn't smell like bad. Oh, I believe you that it doesn't smell bad. I don't like that smell. That's I fine. Don't, yeah, I don't think that it smells... Like, I understand that it doesn't smell bad. Yeah. I don't like that smell. Huh. Mm-hmm. It's Natalie's favorite smelling candle, so... Really? We found one that we both liked. Because it smelled good. Yeah. It smelled did, really good. Is it here, or did she... T- she, t- oh, she took it. Yeah, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. You were going to say... Christmas soaps. Yeah. Not not a good thing. Okay, unless oh, so you don't like that. Unless soap. they are they smell like Christmas tree. We have one that is called Iowa Pine scent mm-hmm. from Mrs. Myers. She makes a lovely soap that smells like you're washing your hands with the sap of a Christmas tree, <laughs> and then you feel much less sticky and. Happy I think with it all soap. stems from when I was working in this office one time. We had this uh, Febreze air freshener that was the evergreen one. Yeah, and anything that smells remotely like that, because they use that for everything. Yeah, I just cannot stand it. You know, yeah, that and makes that's sense. where it started from. It was that that, that the evergreen Febreze kind of a, it, it takes you back. Yeah, and I just don't like that smell. It, um, but I'm gonna keep talking for a second, and you're gonna go walk into that corner and grab the tall candle because that's another one that we got. Oh, you got it. That's, There's show that and tell. smells um kind of Christmassy, but less of a strong tree like uh scent. The tall one. Yeah, the short one in there is the gingerbread one. Yeah. So those are both good candles. And the other one is a little bit more tame. That's a birch candle. Oh, it's a birch. Yeah, something. Birch. Yeah, something, something birch. What was that, that you said? What is it? What is it? Sugar. Sugared birch is the other uh, tall candle that we got. Anyway, we got candles. But here we've been talking a lot about what we've done this weekend, right? Yeah. This is not even what I wanted to talk about before our topic. I was going to say I don't think you were going to talk about this last week because <laughs> this this is not this could not have been the thing that you no. were hyping up. This, okay, so end the scene for candles right. and what we did this weekend. Quick aside, I'm going to bury the lead for you just for a second. I just have to complain for a minute. Okay, just a brief minute. <laughs> this is a little catch up time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, we just we we usually catch up right before we get into po- podcasting. So I didn't get to complain to you about my life. I. Four of my apps that I use regularly started uh, crashing mm-hmm. constantly, so I finally bit the bullet and updated to 11. And man, mm-hmm. I do not like iOS 11. That is a dumpster fire of a of an operating system. Yeah, it's not the best. Everything sucks. All of the all of the things that they're like, here, 
This these this is stuff that you know how to do for muscle memory. We're like, ah, we're just gonna get rid of that. You don't need it anymore. <laughs> I've I've been so past that now that those aren't even the problems that I have with the phone now. And they're like, hey, how would you like your text your iMessage app to look like a free to use ad ridden monster <laughs> monstrosity of an app? I'm like that seems like a terrible idea. I would like it to not have widgets everywhere. No, we we're gonna put more widgets in there. That would be I, we think that's what you want. <laughs> Just yeah. wanted to get, complain about that because I finally done it. Well, and hopefully I, your I'm, phone's running more smooth. Uh, it sure isn't, <laughs> but the apps aren't crashing, so at least there's that. All right. Well, the thing that I really wanted to share with you is I watched a documentary on Netflix the other day, and it was called Floyd Norman: An Animated Life. Oh. Let me tell you, this is now my favorite documentary. Okay. I was so inspired by this. Tell. Do you oh. know anything about it? Yes. You do? Yeah. Well, have you seen it? No, I, I still haven't watched it. Did I tell you about it? You did. Oh. Because <laughs> <laughs> I think you were going to talk about it Yeah, last I was week, just too we, excited. I had yeah, to tell you. But you I got to tell, tell you again. So, uh, Floyd Norman, Anime Life is about Floyd Norman. He was the first African-American um, animator at Disney. Yeah. And so, he's 80 years old now, and um, he's still going strong. Oh, he's still going. I don't think. So oh no, maybe he's you, still maybe you at saved Disney. Some wow. Yeah, that's wild. Mm-hmm. Um, his wife works at Disney, and she does um like the coloring books and like the like. That's cool. The the children's books of Disney movies. You know, she yeah. does the art for that. Yeah. And so he would just because so. I'm not going to spoil anything about it, but he like it ta- talks about his journey of like when he was a, a teenager and wanting to be a cartoonist and then like going in and being um, like just working hard and being it at the right place at the right time kind of. And he was what was called an in-betweener. And so for animation, they would do um, because it's all hand drawn. Right. The main art, the lead artist would draw different frames and then they would get like a bunch of other artists to do the in-between frames. Yeah. And so he was doing that and he was in the basement and then he would just like, like he started working his literally working his way up and he's, he's been a part of every major thing in animation. Like he's had a, a hand in Pixar, Disney, all these major movies and all like, I don't know. It's an amazing story. And just to see where he started from and how like he has been a part of everything. It was really cool. And, um, I was really inspired by it and I thought that I should share that with the people. Um, it's cool because the company that I work for is also like all these huge major companies, Apple, Disney, Microsoft, um, Nike, all these like companies, they're all, they all, they're huge mega corporations right now, but they all seem to have started the same way with a few, like a few guys who were innovators in their garage who wanted to make something great. Yeah. And they just, and just kept growing, you know? Yeah. I feel like most of the big ones like didn't didn't come out of like an incubator or anything like most of the really big well-established like major corporations are like yeah this dude and his friend were really smart and wanted basement. to do something yeah yeah and so i thought it was cool seeing some of the parallels between the two companies and all that stuff yeah so i was really interesting very inspired and it's like wow he started at a lower position than i have right now my company and he's a what's called a disney legend right now that's cool like literally they have I mean, the, the sweetest they call it Disney legends. And yeah. so it's like, man, that's like, that's something to aspire to. Like, man, he just like kept working. Yeah. I'm like, I can do that. 
Yeah. Just keep working. Yeah. Man, it would be so wild to like be a part of that transitional period between like hand-drawn animation, mm-hmm. like every frame being mm-hmm. painted and then going to like, He's been hey, at the forefront is, of a lot of that stuff, a lot computer. of the changes. And he's, it's amazing. That's I highly awesome. recommend it watching it. And it's also cool just to see a lot of the, um, the history of Disney and like how, like the reason that their campus is built how it is is because they didn't want artists to walk around if it was rainy or windy with all these drawings. So all yeah. of the buildings have tunnels so that they don't have to walk outside. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. And all of the windows there, all every office has outside facing windows. That's nice. Crazy. Like that's so that nice. you can have the light that you need and everything like that. I don't know. That's awesome. I feel like that is like, that's what Apple talks about in all of their press conferences. And mm-hmm. Disney was like, yeah, we, Cool, yeah. We've been doing that for literally a hundred years now. So Yeah. Great. Very great. fascinating. I really like that documentary. That's so awesome. I share that. that is that on Netflix? Yes, that's where I saw it. Netflix. That's Go watch nice, it. That's a nice thing. Mm-hmm. But Alex, we have buried the lead long enough. We've been talking a lot about nothing right now. We're gonna dive in. I'm so excited because this week, tomorrow. I was gonna say tomorrow. Tomorrow is when Star Wars episode eight, The Last Jedi, is being unveiled to humanity a lot of people have already seen it because of releases and whatever and but this is when the rest of the world gets to see it dun, 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 i am dun, so dun, excited dun, dun. <laughs> we oh, talked about that. this at work for a long time because yeah. we're all very excited you going to the premiere i'm not i'm gonna be on a plane yeah i know going down to california for my sister's graduation but i will see it when i come back uh, on sunday if you want <laughs> yeah i'll be a, i'll be available for whatever Whenever. Whenever we go, we're gonna go we're, see it. We should go. Yeah, we need to go see it. At least we. I'm glad you're gonna be back this weekend so we can see it. At, we don't have to go too long in the land of spoilers. Yeah, I'll try. We'll, we'll figure it out we'll after be the fine. show. We'll we'll schedule it after the show. Yeah, we'll but be fine. um, I wanted to talk. My topic is Star Wars. I wanted to talk about the cultural significance of Star Wars, and kind of get your thoughts on what you think of the, um, the brand the the franchise that is Star Wars. And I'll let you start first before I get into my whole rigmarole. And why I think Star Wars is important. Let me tell you, I do not care for Star Wars. Just kidding. (laughs) I was like, what? You don't care for Star Wars? I know that's not true. I would love to just take the contrarian hot take just for the heck of it. Uh, No, I I do quite like Star Wars. My history with Star Wars uh, began not at as young of an age as yours or most people's. I feel like I, I feel like I think the first time I watched star Wars, my mom like, let me watch the VHS in maybe middle school or something of the original trilogy. And I was like, these are good movies. And then I watched the prequel movies and I was like, these are good movies. Mm-hmm. I was in middle school at the time. Yeah. We and loved the pod racing. Oh man, yeah! Mm-hmm. I was all about the the chase scene in, Ta- in Attack of the Clones, the uh, the like futuristic, like, oh ch- yeah, yeah, like, yeah, city yeah. chase uh-huh. scene. Like I used to watch that over and over uh-huh. and over again. And then I was, you know what? I liked Attack of the Clones a lot when I was little. That was one of my I favorite. Just kept yeah. watching that one, and then and we played all the video games a lot. Oh, did you? Oh, yeah. But yeah, Star Wars Battlefront uh-huh. all day. Yeah, I remember those days. And then Sean started playing, it, and it was like, no, oh, we he's too <laughs> I, good at this yeah. game. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, yeah, so like. For like just we're gonna talk about cultural relevance, but for for like personal relevance, yeah, Star, that's, that's Star Wars did not really take any like it was not a big part of my life for I feel like a lot of the formative years. But then when I started developing opinions and things, 
a lot of middle school it was like oh i like this i like this this whole star wars thing quite a bit i like i like the whole world i like all of the different planets i'm starting to i like to know a little bit of like the lore of it i i feel like it's one of the earliest things of me like understanding a world mm-hmm. like a fictional world and how and everything's how the, connected how everything like yeah how everything works how all the planets work it was like okay this one's a desert planet i know that one and this is one where all the big bear guys are from and and then i was like oh and those are called wookies mm-hmm. <laughs> i guess the reason i want to talk about this is not just because star wars is coming out tomorrow episode eight but because i feel like most guys our age are real into star wars yeah and um, most girls our age are not that into Star Wars. Oh. A lot more, but okay, yeah. I, I, take, I take that back. I completely take that back. Our girlfriends have not been into Star Wars. Your wife, my girlfriend, Nick's fiance, yeah, Sean's girlfriend, <laughs> none of them have been into Star Wars. Yeah, not even a little bit. No, until we started dating or married them for, in your case, right? Oh well, yeah, sure. No, mine doesn't. But care, no, I'm but just saying, yeah. not even on the radar. Oh yeah, and so no, we're always never like, even oh. a thought. So like, you need to watch Star Wars, blah blah blah, and everyone's like, "Why? What's the big deal about Star Wars?" And that question is what what's started like planted this seed. What's the big deal about Star Wars? So I start think about it. Why is Star Wars so important? Star Wars, I do not think is the like pick any of the Star Wars movies. I don't think any of them are the best movie of all time. Oh no, certainly not. Um, Empire Strikes Back is one of the best is probably the best sequel of all time. Sure. But I don't think any of them by themselves is the best movie of all time. No. But I think that Star Wars, it's by itself as a franchise, is so important for several reasons that I will list out. <laughs> hit, hit me with them. Um, But like, so like they've made a huge impact on our culture, not because they've like developed this huge sci-fi and mega blockbuster thing yeah they like started so many things that people don't even really appreciate and one of the things that i would like to point out is everybody should go watch the people versus george lucas because it talks about why everybody hates george lucas but they love george lucas who is the creator of star wars yeah um and that's where a lot of um the good history is about stuff yeah it was very good and it's it's awesome because you get to see like oh yeah george lucas that poor guy he just had a lot of good intentions but man Mm -hmm. he could not write the story everybody wanted him to write yeah (laughs) but like it's cool to see that like um the pixar that we know and love was started out of lucas films right so like um pixar has its start because lucas films has like george lucas and his studio company everything like that they were the ones that have pioneered a lot of the computer graphics like cgi um the, all, this special effects weren't as huge as they were until these type of movies came out and with each trilogy that has come out th- star wars has pioneered new technology with the first with the original trilogy and with the prequel trilogy and with this one they're always on the like on the front yeah definitely definitely like bleeding edge of the like exactly and so like and like the fact that Pixar was a spawn of Lucasfilm, like the the people who came from New York uh, Technology Institute or whatever. Like they started in Lucasfilms, and then um, because they thought that they were going to, they didn't want to go down with Lucas if that was going to be the case. They're yeah. like Lucas, like okay, wait, wait, this needs to be its own thing, and so they started the computer graphics group, which turned into Pixar. And it's like that's an awesome story that people don't understand. That like yeah, George Lucas helped start Pixar. Yeah, 
you know? And THX. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. the super cool, like, s- cool sound that was a part of movie. Like, he helped innovate that in movies. Yeah, it, like, he was hugely influential in getting movie theaters to upgrade their sound systems so that they would be places that were actually enjoyable to watch movies and encourage them to have nicer screens and better projectors so that like, people think about would go that, to movie they, theaters. He and Lucasfilms and everything like that, and sh- because through Star Wars as its vessel, yeah, was the one that helped change movie theaters in this country. Yeah. And around the world. Totally. After that. And it's a thing that's looked back fond- fondly, obviously, because it improved everybody's experience. Obviously, it was one of those things that's like, well, this is a guy that made a... Like, this is a movie... That's going to make all of these theaters a lot of money, but they're demanding that it's like, okay, very specific requirements that you see them doing the same thing now. And people are like, wow, look at Disney being a huge jerk. And it's like, well, yeah, but they're making, they want everybody to improve and like to hold everyone to a higher standard. Mm -hmm. And like, that's what they've historically done. Like that's part of Star Wars is like raising kind of standards at least. Mm -hmm. So if in film, that is a great way to sum it up. My... The Pixar argument, the THX argument, the theater, everything like that, special effects, CGI. It's they've always been trying to push the medium forward. And they've always been the innovators and stuff like that. And um, it all started with Star Wars. Star Wars came out, the first one came out May 25th, 1977. It was the start of the summer blockbuster. Like that's what, like that release period is when, like, now it's. That's a that's, that's a, a thing now. That wasn't a, yeah. It was literally called a blockbuster because yeah. like people were lining up and destroying their blocks. <laughs> the summer blockbuster started with like this phenomenon yeah. of Star Wars. Um, also, George Lucas was real smart. I I feel like he was the first to capitalize on this aspect. I took some notes because I, yeah. I, I had yeah. to remember what my train of thought was. I'm taking a, a peek. Yeah, the merchandising for Star Wars. Yeah, and um, like making all these toys and doing everything like that before the movie comes out, like that type of, they had advertising too, but like all movies have that have had advertising, but yeah. like the toys aspect of making it a huge event, yeah. you know, making so all like, of the, all of these like big nerdy star Wars people. They now have all of these different figures they can buy, but now it's normal. Now every movie that comes out has toys that are coming with it. And oh, it's yeah. like, that it was, was you brilliant. Can, you can thank or curse star Wars for starting <laughs> that. I think that's more of a curse. Star Wars. Well, you can you can thank a Star Wars. Like yeah. when you're the first to do every anything, or you know, yeah, you can be thanked. But then also like, oh, you started this, you know. Yeah. It was like, and a lot of people have like made it better, and a lot of people have taken that thing and just like dug it into ground, like Transformers or whatnot. <laughs> yeah. Um, Although that kind of that kind of went the opposite direction. Started as toys and went <laughs> yeah. as into a movie. But you know what I was trying to say. But like that, I feel like that happened because of Star Wars. Like Star Wars was a movie and entered the toy game, and mm-hmm. then introduced movies to Transformers. Transformers were like, "We could be, mo- I could make a movie." Yeah, but the Transformers <laughs> wouldn't even have been able to do that stuff if it weren't for the technology that was created. Yeah, um, because of Star Wars. Like, not only did they start Pixar and the computer graphics group, or whatever, but they invented the programs that are used to do this stuff. That yeah. blows my mind. You know, my favorite use of. CG that was done, I think, because of the stuff developed by Lucas Arts. Let me hear it. the uh, ping pong ball in Forrest Gump. That's not what I thought you were going to say. I thought you were going to talk about Jurassic Park, which also had to do with Steven Spielberg. And no, I didn't really like any of the CG <laughs> CG yeah, stuff no, in Jurassic right. Park. Yeah, but yeah, the ping pong ball, like the the subtle that's a fantastic. Stuff. That's a fantastic use of CGI because nobody's looking at that, going like, "Oh, that's 
bad CGI. Yeah. People in Jurassic Park are like, wow, those are, you probably should have stayed with the practical dinosaurs. Those mm-hmm. are. But I'm talking about, yeah. Anyway. Yeah. No, I know. Um. So, yeah, I just think that the, all of the innovation, all of the, um, that they were at the front of these different moments in storytelling through yeah. movies. I thought that's been all like, it is important that star Wars has happened both for the original trilogy and the prequel trilogy and all these things that are happening, uh-huh. but more so from a fact of, um, the storytelling aspect, like you said, this star Wars was one of the first things that you had seen where like you started to understand their world and the universe that star Wars was in. Yeah. And I feel like it was probably one of the first franchises that created its own universe. Yeah. Like its own cinematic universe. Where yeah, but now everybody's trying to connect all these different movies together. And it's like the yeah. Star Wars had like had this, you know? Yeah. And I thought that was cool. And the, how they told story, like um, it's well understood that um, the Star Wars story is that of a, like the hero's journey. Yeah. You know, um, many like since the first stories have always been like since... Odysseus, yeah, we're just Hercules, that same Harry same Potter, pad. Star Wars, all these are the hero's journey, and sure. you can look it up what that is, and like how this young person has to like find a conflict or whatever they don't agree with it, then they find a mentor who like breaks their like breaks that disillusion, then they have an obstacle, like there's this clear paths, and every like most then they meet their father, yeah, a lot of <laughs> yeah, a lot of stories based off of this hero's journey, yeah, and um. They've told it. Uh, every story t- clearly tells it in a different way, yeah. but they like made it operatic, like super grandiose and everything like that. And t- I don't know. I just love how they have changed that, or cannot change it, but elaborated on that hero's journey into what it is right now. Yeah, for sure. I think Star Wars definitely shines because of its visual storytelling over the actual written story. Fair enough. I, because like we, we've already addressed that, like they're they're not like the best movies of all time, but they're mm-hmm. the, some of the most important, and the sequel probably one of the best sequels of all time. But mm-hmm. like as far as like looking at them, as but the films sequel or I think was stories, the sequel I think was important because because of the storytelling, like to oh yeah, making no, it not. so that the good guys don't win was something like wait what the good guys don't win like it ends when they are they lost yeah. like that is great and it was a darker movie than the first one and it, it was kind much of, more, yeah much darker yeah but and, and i'm not i'm not saying that like they're bad stories i'm just saying that like man the visual storytelling in star wars is like top tier there's mm-hmm. nothing like there there are so many subtle just uh, subtleties in general in star wars that like cuz i was watching them with erica and I was, and she was like, oh, can, "All right, can I, can I color while I'm, while we're watching? Because I really, I just don't feel like watching this." And I was like, hey, "But you wanted to watch an action movie. This is a fun action movie, and there's like good stuff that's going on." And uh, as I was watching, and I was like, "I'll just tell you if you're gonna miss something." And then like every three seconds, I was like, "Oh, oh watch this part. Okay, watch, watch this part. This, this is really cool. Okay, you gotta, you gotta see this. Just, just, just one thing." And okay, and she was like, "Are we, are we just gonna?" And I was like, "All right." I'll just leave you alone. But then I, that was when I was realizing that, oh man, so much of this story is visual because like she's missing some of the greatest parts of the movies because mm-hmm. it's not about what they're saying. It's about what's going on in that scene. Or yeah. Whatever. And like also the John Williams score throughout the movies and oh, how yeah. like how iconic that is. I guess iconic is, um, yeah, that's a good word. Yeah. For I mean, yeah. what we're, what I'm trying to, 
um, portray. It is certainly iconic, and it's and it's great. It's just fun. Mm-hmm. I I will probably like I will probably never watch the prequel movies again mm-hmm. just because like I I can still remember my like fond fondness for them as a child and you don't want like, to go back I don't and need ruin to go back innocence. and see like like okay just as an aside i watched the grinch like jim carrey's the grinch yeah. with erica and i remember loving that movie as a kid uh-huh. i know i know that movie's not a good movie but i remember loving that movie as a kid oh my gosh that is one of the worst things that has ever made so it. watching it again you it just I, ruined it for I will, you yeah like i can never see that movie again and like i can't remember why i liked it because what every scene i was like this i liked this this mm-hmm. is like so Stuff. I never thought about it like that because, like, I understand that there are a lot of people who don't like the prequels because they're not as good. Yeah, and the storytelling is not as good. Yeah, but then watch. Like for me, I feel like I'm the opposite. When I go back and watch them, I remember why I liked them. I was like, oh yeah, this part was. I can see why I like this as a, I, I don't know. It makes me reminisce of liking it as a kid. There has been times when I watch them and I'm just so critical. I'm like, this is so d- dumb, you know. And yeah. I watch, I look at them with a more critical eye. But then sometimes I watch them and I'm like, oh yeah, I like this was a moment in time that I really liked this Star Wars movie and stuff like that. So I think I, I am the other side of the coin on that one. I I can see that, but I, I also understand that they're not yeah. as good movies and whatnot. I have um, a hard time breaking away from like the the critical eye in me. I feel like I just I'm just becoming more and more critical of movies that I don't enjoy and uh-huh. I don't want it to become like, yeah, I I can't watch Star Wars because I just don't like it as much as I used to. And, yeah, you know, like, I I completely understand uh, where you're coming from on that one. Um, but it's fun for me at least because um, like I said, Natalie hadn't seen them before, so uh, she we've been watching them in the order they were released. Yeah. So we watched um, A New Hope or Star Wars and then Empire Strikes Back, Return of the Jedi, and then we watched The Phantom Menace, Episode 1. Yeah. And that one is widely regarded as the worst Star Wars movie of all time. It's it's hard to get through. Because of <laughs> so many things. <laughs> she loved that movie. Man, that underwater chase scene with all the bigger fish is like... <laughs> she loved that movie. And I think it was because like watching the original Star Wars movies, you... Um, like we think about them in a different way because of when we watched them and what they were and stuff like that. But now like they do look very old cause they came out in 77 and 79 and they're paced like movies from 77 and 79. And I think that's the best yeah. point that how they're paced is yeah. way different. That, that is the, that's the best um, yeah. way just, to put it. The pacing of the movie. Just learning all of the story. It does not keep your attention. It's very in slow. Any way. Yes. That's yeah. the great, that's a great observation. Yeah. That's exactly what, so when we watched episode one, it was like refreshing. Cause like it seemed more like a, like a normal flow movie. It was still kind of slow, but it seemed more and it looked more current. Yeah. Um, and so she and she was following everything so that she really liked that one. And we're ha- halfway through um, episode two and she's loving it and she's excited to see the other one. So I'm like, that's that's fun, man. Is she going to be dis- not disappointed? But whew, I feel like three is a dark turn. Yeah. <laughs> like uh, even in Star Wars, like it's like those first two movies, kids movies. Episode three is like, oh, my gosh, mm-hmm. this but, is freaking messed up in yeah. so many ways. So we're talking about this because also like episode eight is coming out tomorrow and we were all excited about Star Wars and we were talking about Star Wars at work today. And um, one of my coworkers wife, he, she's a children's psychologist. Okay. Yes. And she had like our other significant others had never seen any star Wars until her husband was like, I want to see this. And so she marathoned all the star Wars. Good honor. 
Um, that's a in machete order, as it's called. Okay. I did not know that's what it's called. Do you sense. know what machete order is? I would imagine it's based on how machete just kind of came out with all kinds of random numbers. I'm not, I'm, I don't know. Is what that a about thing? Machete. I did not know what it was called, why it was called that. Machete order is you watch episode four, then five, and then one, two, three, and then six. Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. Why? Because you're still you're following the story of Anakin, right? So before, like, you watch one and two to get the 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 story, like you're going through the story, and then episodes one, two, and three are kind of like a flashback before the Return of the Jedi. Keep keep going. I'm looking at Machete Order. I'm listening to. Yeah. So she was watching it, and she was like, um, really disheartened because also we're gonna put uh, spoilers, spoilers for Star Wars. You've had had time, all right. (laughs) Yeah, we've been talking about Star Wars, but spoilers for Star Wars. So it's about the story of Anakin, and um, she was like wondering what could make someone so evil, so divisive in episodes one and two. What could make them still have good in them and be redeemable? You know, like why would they? Why would somebody like? How can someone that evil still like? What? cause them to be that evil if they were still good i should say yeah if they are still good what caused them to be so evil and so then and his wife after watching episodes one two and three she's like it makes complete sense you know having um this kid who is torn away from his mom you know and then like she was going into depth about like relationship Uh uh-huh I'm talking about how, like, it makes sense that the Jedi don't want kids to be, like, she was saying this, kids to be, uh, that were older to be trained. You want to train them younger. That way they don't have attachments and they have emotion. Because it makes sense. Because, like, tearing someone away from their family would be scarring, you know? Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And then she was talking about having Padme, who was, like, um, there as a, like, as a replacement. Like, his mom was torn away. She comes in. She's like, all right all of his love who had his mother and the trauma of her being torn away and being like, all right, well now there's Padme. I really love her. And then that's why when she got taken away, it was like, he's broken. Yeah. You you broke him. Yeah. Yeah. I thought it was interesting. Like she got really into the prequels too, because I don't know. It was interesting perspective. They've got the potential, you know, no, no, no. I understand what you're saying. I'm not trying to defend them, but I was saying what she was coming from. It was, she was like, and now watching the star Wars movies for his wife is um it's really sad for her like all she sees is the tragedy of the story well, which is kind of what it's supposed to be so i just it's, it's some, a tragic story yeah i did some research on the machete order yeah it's brilliant it's absolutely brilliant so you go episode four five and then two three and then episode six you skip one entirely oh, okay. and the reason for that being it is completely irrelevant to the story especially if told in that order mm-hmm. like there's literally it's completely inconsequential none of the characters that die in the first one or whatever are ever mentioned mm-hmm. uh, the only person that is like ever even brought up is Jar Jar and mm-hmm. he has a couple of lines and they're inconsequential to the <laughs> story and it's like huh and because like episode two picks up so far after episode one and they just address none of that in between space mm-hmm. the, the yeah, the guy who created it was like it. It doesn't matter. Like you can watch it, but it doesn't matter to the story. Yeah, then I think that's my, what because he said they watched Machete or something. Sure yeah, and the whole purpose of it was to basically highlight the tragedy. So you you get up to learning the I am your father, and then it takes you back and learning. Okay, let's learn this villain's backstory. 
Yeah. So then you learn his backstory in episode two and three, and then it takes you back to the big finish to where it everything put, it is puts resolved. Luke, and it puts it makes Luke it. at the narrative center of the story rather than it being about Anakin all the way through his life. To uh-huh. the, you know, it's like, oh, that makes sense. That seems like a pretty good idea. I kind of kind of want to watch it like that. Yeah. Let's see what the... Yeah, that seems like a good idea. But yeah, so um, I thought it was interesting hearing hearing perspective of people who are watching it for the first time now. Yeah. Um, and what they like and don't like about it. And like the pacing thing you said about the original trilogy sure. it was um, interesting and a good point. But seeing what parts she thought were funny, what Natalie thought were funny, and what like parts were scary. I don't know. I thought that was very fascinating. Yeah. And um, I think that I'm excited for what... Um, these new Star Wars movies are going to do for the movie industry. Yeah. Um, because every, so far, my dad watched Star Wars when he, like the first original came out when he was a teenager. Okay. And then the prequel trilogy came out when we were in middle school. Yeah. And then now like this next generation, there's a whole, like 20 years later, again, there's another generation who is like growing up with this being, and I don't know, it's just all these huge milestones. And it's really cool to see what's going to be next because Star Wars is getting bigger and bigger and making huge steps in that. I have, I have like really high hopes for episode eight, but also I'm kind of, I'm nervous about it. I've like, I'm not nervous. I'm not, it's not like there's anything riding on this, but it's like, I, I love force awakens, but man, rewatching it. I think this was now the third time I've seen it. There is so much that is just a hey, member star Wars. Like, mm. and I've really, I will probably like grow pretty weary of that by the, like if they continue doing mm-hmm. that in the next. Well, what year. I've heard is because so like the Force Awakens was get everybody back on oh, board. Totally. This is Star Wars, like, and it was very self-reflective of that. This is hey, this is a Star Wars movie. Yeah. What I've heard about this other one is that it's like hey, this is a Star Wars movie, but it's very different. And it's like now that you know that we're back, like we're yeah. back. And see, that's what I'm. That's what I'm hoping. I'm that's hoping I'm that there's a little for. bit and of it's like long. a couple it's two of two and a half hours. Yeah. But that's not what I'm worried about. I'm not like the force awakens. Wasn't the best star Wars movie, Mm-mm. but it was still like, I it enjoyed great. it so much. Like I was like, Oh, we're back. Like I enjoyed it so much. It's the this best version of new of a new hope. You know, like this is, yeah, it's the it's modern like the, pacing for the old original story. Yeah, exactly. Um, but this is what I am worried about for star Wars. Okay. There is one out every year. Yeah. Now. So yeah. there's like, there's the main story that comes out every other year. And in between those years is an anthology film, mm-hmm. which means it's the story that is happening. That is not about the main story. Yeah. So it's like a prequel or a character development story or something like that. But it does seem like they're ending the main story. Like not, not ending, but like the Skywalker story is ending. Yeah. After nine, after it'll be nine. over. Um, theoretically yes and then another trilogy will launch but yes but um but the fact that there's a star wars every year i hope people i hope it doesn't ruin itself you know like yeah christmas is is so great because it happens once a year you know like if christmas happened every month you know yeah it wouldn't be as special but you don't think Star Wars would be as special if it happened once a year? Star Wars a movie happening once a year the same like a, a same franchise happening once a year i feel like a Star Wars movie coming out every two years or something like that. Mm-hmm. Like that makes it more, I don't know. You yeah. understand what I'm saying? And, oh yeah. And theoretically like, or technically the main Star Wars movie does happen every two years and an anthology, of, yeah. you know, but like the, you understand what I'm trying to say. It's a totally valid concern. And I've heard, I feel like I've heard this concern a lot, but my, my thing with that is that 
Like Marvel's been doing that. They've been putting out sometimes more the than same one story. Movie a year. Yeah, and it's all a part of the. Everything is part of the same no, thing. That is a great. That's a great point. The, the thing with that also, if you make something good, it like even if it's yeah. good every year, it's still going to be good. I I, I guess I understand what you're trying to say. But there's something where it's like I can look at all of the different Marvel movies and think of them as all very different properties. I can skip all of the Ant Man movies and still catch Ant Man in the Avengers and feel like I'm current on Ant Man. You yeah. know, uh-huh. whereas like I can't miss a Star Wars movie. Mm-hmm. I can't. You know, like well, you can not, miss the anthology ones, but. But I can't. I don't feel like I can, uh-huh. uh, you know, because it's like, oh, even if it's a side story, like this is the origin. This first side story is the origin of the Death Star. This next one is going to mm-hmm. be, or uh, no, who's it going to be? Is it Boba Fett? Boba Han, Han Solo. Oh yeah, Solo. They were going to do Boba Fett, and then they decided to do Ewan McGregor instead. Yes, <laughs> maybe, mm-hmm. hopefully, mm-hmm. please, mm-hmm. please. But yeah, but I. So anyway, I I think until Disney has like starts going downhill in quality in the movies that they're making. Like they, they only seem to be getting better mm-hmm. and better and like responding to feedback within their film franchises to the point where it's like, go ahead, just make it. And eventually people are going to get tired of it and then they'll probably stop. You mm-hmm. know, another thing I guess I wanted to talk about in regards to the things that, um, Star Wars has helped is that there have always been nerds, but Star Wars helped have expand the platform exponentially to the point where they're not nerds anymore. Like they're mainstream. It's not a nerdy thing to like star Wars. No. Yeah. But you know what I'm saying? Like all of these big like events and stuff like that. Yeah. And I don't know. It's, it's brought comic con and things, the, the, you know, things like that. Into pop culture. Into more, into more pop culture. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah. That's what I'm trying to say. For sure. (laughs) And I feel like that's important because now it's like pop culture is entirely like star Wars is kind of like the hub of pop culture. (laughs) Yeah. In many ways. I don't know. I'm excited. I, um, I always enjoy stars movie. I don't know. It just really makes me think of it. There's just fun movies and it just brings me back to childhood. Yeah. Star Wars movies. Yeah. I guess it's for me, it's not only important culturally significant, you know, but also it's very personal. I'm like, I love star Wars. Yeah. It means a lot to you. I, I love Star Wars. I th- I know for a fact that you love Star Wars a heck of a lot more than I love Star Wars, but I do I do love Star Wars quite a bit. Absolutely. Man, I was so jealous of John Mark Comer going to the premiere. Yeah, that was pretty cool. That was pretty wild. That pi- like seeing his picture of just like, oh yeah, here I am with Luke Skywalker who's just he's next to me right now. I'm in this picture with him. Like that's like that's, what? That's crazy. We're just on the red carpet taking this picture. I also, as a kid, um, played a lot of the computer games, and we had like the Legos. Oh that yeah, had the the Lego that had the robot in it that you could make an R two D two. That's awesome. And program it. That's but cool. the like the computer games, like where you would learn a lot about the different spaceships and stuff like that. So, oh yeah, oh, that, man, that's that's like the some of the funniest stuff of like so much of the so much of the info that people know about Star Wars has never been mentioned in any of the movies at all. Or is just one word in at, in passing. Yeah. Like, hey, I know that the chicken walker guy is called an ATST. Is that ever said in the movie? Maybe not. I couldn't tell you if it was. <laughs> I couldn't I tell you where. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. And do I know that the, why do I know that the Wookiee planet is called Kashyyyk? Because it's never called that in the movies. But it is in a but video it game. it sure is. I or for a comic sure book. It. Yeah. It's like, there's all of this just like, it's more anthology stuff of, of and, and like surrounding the movies that 
is like, eh, I know all about that. Even if a lot of the like side canon and things like that in the books have Got been thrown out. Since retconned, yeah. But they're still going to be like, they're not going to go, oh yeah, all of those planets, they're fake. They don't exist. Like they'll, if they were to bring in another planet from one of those, they would acknowledge like, hey, Kashyyyk is where all the Wookiees come from. <laughs> Absolutely. So I know that a lot of you probably got tired of hearing us talk about Star Wars, but it's happening tomorrow and we're very excited and we wanted to talk about Star Wars for a bit. Yeah. And Um, if you're listening to this on the 14th, congratulations. It's topical. Today is the day. Yeah. Um, But in short, um, we really like Star Wars and we're excited that it's here. But don't go. Don't go to the movie. It's not going to be be too crowded and we don't want you to. And it, if anybody spoils Star Wars for me, I will hunt you down. And honestly, I don't think you can really spoil Star Wars. That, I'm, I, I loved am to talk so about excited to come see, come back and see it with you. It's going to be so good. It's going to be so much fun. Mm-hmm. Like, that's the thing. is that Even if it's like, even if it turns out to not be a good movie, which there's not a chance. Mm-hmm. But like, we wouldn't walk out of that theater going, man, that wasn't very good. It would be no. like, whoa, that was Star Wars in the theater again. Yeah. Like, even people that's, were even doing yeah. that for Phantom Menace. So yeah. it's like. It's just a fun, fun thing to go see. Yeah. To the point where I'm thinking about like making Erica just go and experience Star Wars in the theater. <laughs> just to, like, maybe, it, maybe it's because you haven't seen it like this. I'm just going <laughs> to like find some way, just throwing random things at the wall, hoping something sticks. And she's like, oh, I get Star Wars now. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's not going to happen. Yeah, I don't know. I doubt it. She's going to even skip this episode. That's how little she cares about Star Wars. She's listened to every episode. She's going to, she's going to, all right. I got oh, it. Oh, the podcast. Oh, yeah. The, yeah, the, the, the <laughs> podcast. I thought you meant of the movie. I'm like, yeah, that makes sense. Oh, no. Yeah, she's not going to see the movie. <laughs> that, that, that's, that's fair. Yeah. Do you told her what we were talking about today? Yeah, I did. <laughs> and we did it. I, I doubted that we would be able to get an entire show, a show's worth of Star Wars in. But, but we did it. Yeah, and it's happening tomorrow. We also did like 20 minutes of banter. Yeah, I was excited about that, too. That was, that was a lot of fun. It's been a good show. I think so, too. I'm excited. All right. Well, as always, this has been the Things and Stuff podcast. If you like the show, please share it with your friends. You can follow me at the Sneath and me at Jeremy underscore Juan. And you can follow the show at Things Stuff Pod. We post every Thursday, so we'll see you here next week. Bye bye.